0: Welcome to Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of positivity and optimism to get you ready for the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, one of the most nutrient-dense whole food supplements that I have come across. It contains vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and I myself take it regularly. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more to find out more and to access a very special offer for listeners of my podcast. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash live more. Today's clip is from episode 138 of the podcast with Dr. Julian Abel, a recently retired consultant in palliative care. Julian is joint leader of a project which aim to end loneliness and improve health in the town of Froome in Somerset. And in this clip, he describes the incredible results and explains why social relationships, compassion, and a sense of community are so important for our quality of life, our health, and our well-being. What happened in Froome is remarkable. Maybe you could paint the picture for us. What was going on in Froome before? What did you and colleagues introduce? And what was the profound impact that you saw?
1: Froome is a market town. It's always had something of an independent streak about it going back through the years. And there's an incredibly good-natured, sensible clear-thinking GP called Dr. Helen Kingston. And uh, she understood that so much of what we do as doctors is not related to drug treatment and wanted people to feel supported by their community. So what she did is that she employed Jenny Hartnell, who's got a background in community development. And Jenny started a community development program from within the medical center. It was really about bringing the community together and making use of the incredible wealth of resources that are present in every community. And then if people are feeling lonely or isolated, which is very, very common and and is worse in illness, in fact, then there's a way of connecting that community resource to what happens inside the medical practice. There's a a lady called Kathy who, who was a businesswoman who got a very severe form of acute rheumatoid arthritis. And she didn't really know the people around her that that well. And the rheumatoid arthritis actually put her in a wheelchair within the space of three weeks. And her her whole life was devastated. So she went to the doctor and said, look, I need a sense of hope that this isn't my life from now on. And so the doctor said, uh, "Okay, look, I'm going to get you to see a health connector. And so Rose, a health connector, went to see Kathy and and Kathy said, I need to meet some other people who are going through this because I need to know that I'm not stuck. And then she's connected to this incredible wealth of people of all the stuff that's going on in the community, whether it's talking cafes or whether it's a knitting group or an art group or a healthy walking group or whatever it is. And Kathy makes this journey from being somebody who was relatively isolated and focused to being somebody who is deeply engaged in the community. And she describes the outcome of it about how she has got friends for life. And she knows that they are there for her and she is there for them. And and her life is transformed, not only does she regain her health? She regains her happiness, and that the the combination of the the medical treatment of her disease with this wealth of support transforms her life When, when you say she regains her
0: health right so she gets tapped into that when she 's been diagnosed, and I think you said she 's in a wheelchair. So when you say she's regained her health, what, what happens?
1: Her pain and her mobility improve. And obviously some of that is related to um, treatment of her disease. But her being improves. Her sense of social connectedness. Her sense of who's around her. Who her friends are. Her joy in life. Her reason for living. Everything is transformed. So it's a, a personal journey of increasing health and well-being and transformation what's interesting julian
0: for me as you described her improvements there is that we started talking about pain and mobility and of course the medical treatment may have helped that but i i also have seen enough to know that actually it could also be a lot of the other stuff as well the feeling of connectedness can can absolutely reduce pain in my experience but you said at the end her you know her joy in living, her love for life, that all that sort of stuff, the kind of softer stuff that often in in medicine we don't measure. But in many ways, that's the most important part of being alive. The most important part of being a human being on planet Earth is how much fulfillment,
1: how much joy do we get day to day? But if you start to deal with what matters most in life and and what matters most is so often the people we know and love in the places we know and love, you know, that if you start to work with all of that, then a similar kind of transformation that happened to Kathy can take place. And of course, if people are feeling loved and secure, then their anxiety goes down, their pain levels go down. And actually, you know, then you start producing all the things that we naturally produce as human beings, including oxytocin and uh, endorphins, which are the morphine type compounds that we naturally produce inside us.
0: I can't get that out of my head that your biochemistry, your biology, your physiology changes when you have close social connections, when you're compassionate to someone else or they're compassionate to you, it matters
1: so much. I mean, it's heartening, isn't it? It's heartwarming. Those moments, even those those light moments where you have a gentle chat with someone, they're heartwarming. We feel it and it sustains us. And, and what's great is that that sense of heartwarming is not just with you, but it's everyone involved in it. The outcomes of Froome were totally unexpected we saw emergency admissions drop by 30% at a time where they were increasing everywhere else. And there are no interventions ever which have reduced population emergency admissions. What's interesting about Froom is that there are some really tangible, measurable improvements which are groundbreaking through the application of compassion on a population-based level. When communities come together, as Cormac Russell of uh, Nurture Development says it 's about what 's strong, not what 's wrong, that we build relationships and and we recognize the strength in all of us, and we start to create the warmth of the environment where we can start to solve the problems that we face. And it doesn't matter whether those problems are financial or environmental or whatever comes to the surface, communities acting together through the warmth of human relationships is how we get the transformation. And it goes back to what you were saying, this is not so much the individual, but it's people together, it's communities. And, and that, the reason why that's so powerful is because that's how we evolved. We evolved in communities. It's a a really important part of human evolution.
0: Somewhere along the line, this capitalist society where we've been encouraged to buy more, get more things, get more stuff, you know, get these houses, insulate ourselves off from people around us. We've kind of lost it somewhere, haven't we? That actually, it's,
1: it's who we are as humans. I think that's right, that we have been led to believe that acquisition is the way of happiness that we have if we have beauty if we have lots of goods uh, that's how we're going to become happy what's interesting about Froome to come back to that is about you can ask a question about can you can you do that on a population basis can you take an area and and start to develop the things which create a greater sense of community and the answer is yes you can that you can work at the ground level and bring people together creating compassionate streets and neighborhoods looking over the garden fence to check on your neighbor and then thinking about the things that interest you and it doesn't matter what it is because there'll be other people who are interested in the same thing and i think when we we look around us that we can put our compassionate spectacles on and, and see whether there's the presence or absence of compassion. And and so often when you look at what happens in social media or what happens in the media in general, or if we're hearing about politics or business or environment, and, and we've got our compassion glasses on, we see that it's absent and it's heartbreaking to see. And what I hope is that Actually, we provide a a really good argument to say, this is down to us as individuals, that within our life, we can choose to be more compassionate. In any given situation we're in, whether we're at home, dealing with the kids or down the shops or in our workplace, actually at any moment we have the choice to be compassionate or not and if we choose compassion not only is it good for us it's good for everyone around us Uh, and so in a way the heart of all of this is down to an individual level it's about each person and uh, every person choosing to be just a little bit more compassionate because I guarantee that once you start you'll never stop hope you
0: enjoyed that bite-sized clip please do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family and if you want more why not go back and listen to the full conversation with my guest and if you enjoyed this episode i think you will really enjoy my new bite-sized friday email it's called the friday five and each week i share things that i do not share on social media It contains five short doses of positivity, articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across, and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel-good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it at drchastity.com forward slash Friday Five.